Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the co-founder of TheLeveragist.com and Divizio.com, the all-new affiliate network for people doing good. We have a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host and all-around partner in crime, Jack Humphrey, joining us. Hello, Jack. Hello. How are you this fine day? It's very, very, very hot up in Indiana today. It's very, very hot and humid down here in Florida, too. I hear you guys are having unseasonably warm weather up there. Well, this is our payback for having such a wonderful, beautiful spring and such a long time of perfect weather, I think. <laughs> this is called there the law of averages. Too funny. Well, we have a fabulous guest that I've been looking forward to for weeks. Why didn't you tell everybody about him? We have Alex Neum here today. He's a real old, not real old friend, but an old friend of both Gina and ours. <laughs> He's a very young old friend of ours, and he has helped many coaches, consultants, and experts add six to seven figures to their businesses via webinars and high-end sales that range from five to 20000 per sale. His clients include New York Times best-selling authors and thought leaders such as Sally Hogshead, author of Fascinate, Chris Widener, Larry Benet, founder of Sang, and Perry Marshall, widely recognized as one of the top 100 marketers in the last century. Alex has written five books that have sold less than 5,000 copies, but that have added millions in high-end sales to his business. And I am super excited to talk to you. It's been forever. Alex, welcome to Leverage Masters. Good, mor- good morning, sir. Hey, Gina. Man, it's, it's, how many years hey, has it Alex. been since we met? Hi, Gina. How are you doing? Way too many. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm glad to hear. So it's a, it's a pleasure uh, to uh, reconnect with both of you. Yeah, it's been a minute. So we'll have to catch up, but we'll have to just catch up through the art of interview. Uh, sure, and sure. I really am excited about what um, what you've been into. I think this has been a while. I have a question about webinars and how they're so powerful and why everybody should be doing them. But but before that, I really have to ask the one question that I keep thinking about. Are people <laughs> still showing up for webinars? I mean, is this still a thing? I thought people got tired of things after like five minutes. 
on the Internet, and we moved to something else. But webinars have been around for quite a few years now. Is it not slowing down? Yeah, that's actually an excellent question, uh, Jack. And I would have to say that, you know, there has been a lot of changes in the marketplace, you know, in the, certainly the last several years. So the attendance has, uh, cha- uh, has you know, drifted. However, when you do it properly, you can still get a very high attendance rate. I still have clients, and for myself, get, you know, in the, I'd say in the high 20s or 30s. And if you're basically in a, let's say, in, you know, a semi-broad market, like, for example, coaches consulting and, you know, maybe online marketing uh, or health, you know, broad markets like that, if you're doing something very, very, um, for lack of a better word, very vertical, or if you have an extraordinarily strong connection with your list, like we're doing a webinar tomorrow mm. with my, one of my clients. And um, the last webinar we did together was, you know, about maybe three months ago. And we had, I think, around a 40-plus percent attendance rate. And the reason is because he's, he's developed a really good relationship with his list over the years. So those are just some rough numbers. Um, they have dropped, but it's not, you know, I, I think it's kind of like Mark Twain said, you know, the death of my, you know, the, the, was it, the, the news of my death have been greatly exaggerated. You know, it, it makes yeah. a red headline, but 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 I I don't think go, webinars are going away any, you know anywhere soon. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, it's really just communication, right? It's just another form of communication. We all have to re- mm-hmm. we 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 haven't given up on communication yeah. uh, yet. So, <laughs> and nobody's really figured out any other way to do it. I mean, you know, webinars came out of a necessity, um, and. You know, whether you call them that or live trainings or whatever, it's really just a technology, right? It doesn't really matter. I hear people rolling their eyes on social media and things like that where they're like, oh, webinar, webinar. And sometimes I get frustrated. You know, when I click on something, I'm like, man, that was a great headline. That's something I really want to find out about. And it's another freaking webinar registration form. And I'm like, I don't do that. (laughs) That's horrible for me because I'm not that type of a learner. So I'm always trying to remind marketers, too, that there are other different ways to, to, to teach. But if you don't have to because people are more than willing mostly to show up for webinars, then I guess you don't have to, and it's no big deal. But sometimes I want to get right to the punchline. I want to be able to read it. I want to be able to access it. Remember like when we used to opt in for things and we would get a report back? What happened to that? Or is that even still viable or has that completely been replaced by things like webinars? Uh, I don't think it's really one or the other, Jack. So I, it's, you know, it's great you bring this up. What we do is that we, we do a webinar, depending on the industry, we basically tailor it, you know, the length of it or the modality. So I'll give you an example. Um, I, you know, because of the one of my specialties is selling big ticket programs. I do a lot of work in the um, in the um, B2B space. And so a lot of time we have to sell to very busy executives. And so mm. there we don't call it a webinar. We some we don't want to call it online training. Because executives they don't you know, they they prefer the term executive briefing. So in those cases they're much shorter and punchier. They're like, you know, twelve to 15, basically fifteen minutes and they're like you know, roughly 10 to 12 minutes of really hard hit, you know, very, very focused content. And then maybe, you know, mm. roughly three to five minutes of Q&A. So you can't tailor it to your audience because the odds of you getting, a, a, you know, an executive that's, you know, responsible for a thousand employees to sit still for an hour, unless it's a gunpoint, you're not going to get that, right? Right. <laughs> um, so you have, to, you have to make it a lot shorter. And as far as, like, the, um, the modality is concerned, getting the free report, 
yes, that still exists. However, it's it's kind of a uh, a, a kind of like a uh, inverse relationship, right? It is more work and effort and more expensive to get somebody on a webinar. However, because of that, the lead, the the person uh, the person the prospect will be enorm- much more more uh, likely to invest heavily with you. And so I, I'm I have a slight bias because just you know having done this for a while, I have a bias towards selling bigger ticket programs because I in my experience for myself and my client they tend to make a bigger impact on on the folks that buy it right. So the webinar you can actually take somebody that hasn't that had that has not known you. And then in 60, 90 minutes, get them so that they're moving forward very much either with a, you know, $1,000 investment, uh, in some cases $3,000. we have even done it where, you know, we've gotten into a much higher ticket program. And so that's far more likely to happen via a webinar than it is maybe for like a free report or something like that. A person is looking for a free report, they're still in what I call the information gathering information and so it's mm. unlikely that they're really going to move forward with that. It may just be curiosity, which is, you know, nothing wrong with it. It's just that the sales cycle, ironically, is a lot longer because they're so much earlier. Whereas with a webinar, you could take somebody that's curious, engage, actually get them to understand the, big, the impact, of, and then so that they move forward with it. It's very tough to do that in a free report. Um, you know, we all have really good writing ability. I've you know, written five books. But it's it's much much more difficult to do that with the written word alone. Webinar has a lot more modality. There's video, there's audio, and there's text involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of jump around, uh, but but I had a, another question that kind of relates here. Uh, you know, as far as talking about modality and what uh, people could be doing to attract leads mm-hmm. to information. Um, you've said before that re- webinars are much, much easier than um, than funnels, full-blown funnels, but everybody's talking about funnels now, right? I mean, there's click funnels, lead pages, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, and, and they're supposed to be super, super easy, right? Because all the copy says they're super, super easy, so I believe them. Um, why do you say webinars would be a better bet for some people? Okay, so – one of the big, big, biggest misconceptions with funnels uh, that I find, you know, a lot of time is that a lot of folks believe that funnels actually are responsible for bringing traffic. They're not. It's a pre-screening method. It's a pre-screening method, right? And so, if you look at traditional funnel, there's a lot of steps to them. And the challenge with a funnel is that if you follow the the, the popular approach of doing a funnel, where you have all of these tiers and all of these steps, there's all kind of drop-offs that happen. And then what people get obsessed over is they try to figure out how to improve the landing page, how to improve mm. all these intermediate steps. But the problem is this, is that's really far away from the point of sale. See, I, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, I'm kind of like young old at the same time. So I, I came from a model where we had to sell face-to-face. I came from a world of selling very high-end you know, enterprise-level uh, enterprise consulting and enterprise-level software where it's face-to-face or at least over the phone. And so the reason that's important is because if you optimize like the earlier steps of a funnel, and because a funnel has got so many steps, there's a lot of drop-offs. So you may start with like 10,000 people, and by the time people actually see your sales process, you know there may be like one to three percent left of that people, right? So there's a huge drop-off. Yeah. And so if you're optimizing all of the stuff that I think is very far away from the sale, you still don't have a really good idea of 
how effective is your sales message or your offer. Because at the end of the day, if the offer is not compelling, nothing else is going to matter. So with a webinar, by stripping out a lot of that stuff, you get to, you get to very quickly decide or realize whether the offer and your messaging is on target or not. In other words, if I bump up, let's just say that I'm converting, pick a number, say 10% on a webinar, which is a pretty healthy number in most markets, meaning that if I have 100 attendees and I get 10 people to buy, okay? If I could bump mm-hmm. that up just by, this is where it, it, you know, it, it, the numbers you know, become a little bit, uh, it's third grade math, but it's sometimes mis- misinterpreted. If I can bump that up from 10 to 11%, most people think that I've improved by 1%, and that's not the case. Actually, let's go from 10 to 12% so it's easier. If I go from 10 to 12%, I didn't just bump it up by 2%. I bumped up my results by 20%. I bumped it by two points. Mm-hmm. You see, that's where a lot of people don't, don't, don't realize. And that is going to give you a much faster, uh, basically a much bigger effect on your overall financials, uh, overall uh, sales than improving your conversion, uh, improving your landing page by that same percentage point. Because yeah. they could have opted in, but there's all these other places they could have fallen off. You see? So the mm-hmm. webinar, because it's more compressed, you can, actually do, you can actually optimize it a lot more and a lot faster. And so you can then, because at the end of the day, if your messaging is off, you could buy, you know, Russell's a friend of all of us here. He's got a wonderful tool. But if your messaging is off, if your offer is off, if you're basically targeting the wrong audience, none of the other stuff is going to matter. And so the webinar is the fastest way, short of literally sitting down in front of a prospect face-to-face. It is a way for you to determine whether your messaging and your offer is on target. And that's one reason. That's a big reason why I, I, um, I prefer the webinar. I do both for my client and myself. But in a bind or basically say, like, oh, we've got to get something up and running, and in most cases, we never actually get around to building a full-blown funnel because the webinar does what we need it to do you know, for, our, for what we're trying to hit. So it's not one or the other. It's just that a webinar allows you to get to where you need to go a lot faster. And for a lot of folks, I find that's usually the biggest um, you know, stumbling block is that they get overwhelmed with yeah. all the complexities and everything, even with a tool like ClickFunnels. Uh, with a webinar, you basically open up a go-to-webinar account or one of the other you know, platforms, and you can have it up and running um, you know, usually in a week or less, you know, you want to give yourself enough time to promote it. You can actually get up running in 24 hours. Well, that's all cool, but the only thing people, any, anybody ever sells with webinars is uh, coaching and consulting, high-ticket coaching and consulting, right? I mean, you can't sell anything else with webinars. I'm going to play the uh, midnight infomercial show host. Is that true, <laughs> Alex? Well, that's that's the that's the a popular one that's being sold. But uh, I'll give you I'll give you kind of like an idea of all the things we've sold using webinars. Uh, we've sold you know what are called traditional info products. Um, now, you can sell products all the way down to like seven dollars on a webinar. I don't recommend that because of the fact that unless it's your house list, there is a certain cost associated bringing an attendee. So what we find is a lower threshold is usually five hundred dollars. You know, so that way it's still highly profitable for you know products. So these are like home study courses, you know, it could be online training or things like that. We've already mentioned coaching and consulting. We've used webinars to sell live events because a lot of people attend a live event. They like the interactivity of a live event, and that's how they learn. And so a webinar gives them a sense of, like, what kind of, you know, what kind of yeah, person are you, how do you teach. Right. Uh, it's great for selling a virtual event. So you can use a webinar to sell a webinar series. 
right? So instead of doing a live event, you may use a webinar to sell an eight-week training program that is delivered via webinar because a lot of folks may not enjoy traveling or they may not be in a position to travel. So you can use a webinar to sell, you know, a training delivered via webinar. We've done that a lot. Uh, we've used it to sell appointments. For example, um, you know, in, in certain professional service, uh, in certain circles, you're not, you're not really selling the end, uh, the end sale, for lack of a better word. So, like, for example, a high-end cosmetic procedure, right? Um, there's obviously, you know, things have to happen face-to-face. But you can mm-hmm. use the webinar to sell the appointment, and they may have to put a deposit down so that way they're motivated to show up. So, um, and you, you might, uh, you may know this, but for a lot of folks on the listener, they may find this, you know, amazing, but we've used webinars to sell physical real estate, not real estate coaching, but like physical, like houses. Hmm. <laughs> and wow. so, you know, again, yeah. So, so what you really want to think of a webinar, less of a technology, like you said, it's a commission, com, uh, communication medium. In other words, if you could sell it one-to-one or one-to-many, you know, in the live room, I haven't seen anything that hasn't translated. Now, there are certain styles that you have to kind of adjust for. You know, they, you know if, you, if, you're, if your presentation style depends a lot on, like, body language and things like that, you have to adjust that because they can't see you on a webinar. But I haven't seen anything that could be sold in a lot. Heck, I'll, I'll give you a more extreme example. Now, this one really gets, you know, way out there. We've, I've actually even worked on projects where we use webinars to meet with investors to raise money. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, that, that, that gets into a lot of regulatory issues and whatnot. But my point is, like, that could be done in a live room, and we did it with webinars. And the reason we did that is because the investors were in other countries, and it was very difficult for them logistically to come to the U.S. So, yeah, it, yeah most people, there's a certain you know, level of awareness right now about using webinars of coaching and consulting, but it's, it's certainly not limited to that. We, we, you know, hopefully those examples give you the breadth of stuff that you can sell on a webinar. Yeah, I'm just starting to realize why GoToWebinar also has GoToMeeting.com. Because, exactly. I mean, essentially the, that investor thing, I mean, we've done that countless times when we also have to get a group of people who are spread all over the globe mm-hmm. into a room, so to speak, for the express purpose of doing joint ventures to get people organized uh, around things as much as to sell them stuff um, uh, to, to enhance their ability to sell stuff for us. And so, yeah, it's just it's really good to have you on to help us broaden our our perspective and our ideas about what webinar technology more than you know, because a lot of people just start seeing stuff in their feeds on their email lists and things like that, and they start to believe probably that there's not that much to do other than what they've seen, but they're probably just subscribed to lists that predominantly only do it one or two different ways, and then they stop thinking about. Well, what if I did it this way? I'll, I'll, I'll hire you for a second, and you can become my consultant on an idea that I have, and you can tell me what you would do in this situation. It'll be really quick. But sure. uh, I, I want to do. Um, I want to start a cult, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, sort of cult. like the cult. Okay. Of, yes, sort an of like the cult, cult of an, an ethical, an, an ethical cult, all right. Absolutely, a fun cult. Okay. What a fun okay. cult. Not one of those really mean cults where everybody's always abused right, and sure. stuff, but really a fun one. And we all stay alive. We're not going to pledge to die on a certain day or anything like that. It's a really cool one. Um, but I want to start a group that's very, 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 very engaged on Facebook. And I was thinking about how webinars might a webinar might fit into that 
Now, I, in my mind, I've put the webinar inside the group. You've got to join the group to get this really cool training on this webinar that I'm going to do. I've also put it on the, in my mind, in my planning, I've wondered how a, a, an automated webinar would do uh, to get people into the group because I really do want to do a little bit of screening. I don't want everybody. I don't want to go into Facebook sure. ads and start counting up demographics because I'll still end up with a lot of people that are just tire kickers in there where I need everybody's engagement. They have to come. This, the purpose of the group is that they all have to participate, every single one of them down to the last one, and then I start just taking the lurkers out. The reason I want to do that and have that level of engagement is because I know that when I uh, offer something at the end of these challenges that I'm going to do in the group, uh, it's going to be like a $5,000 package. And I don't even want to mess with people who are just there to sit on the sidelines, right? I, I want to experiment with a group that is massively engaged. That's why I brought up the Cult of Copy because that's one of the most engaged groups on Facebook and where I, you know, in the circles that I run around in. And Colin does a really, really good job of keeping people in, interested, engaged, and active. And I wanted to use that as a selling tool. And I keep putting the webinar stuff in different places in that kind of a situation what would you recommend the client do, or how, how might I use webinars uh, to get the biggest bang for my time and effort? Okay, so let me, understand, I, I, let me make sure I understand you correctly here. So mm -hmm. is the goal to use the webinar to, as a tool so that way the people are in a position to buy a high-end ticket program at the end of an extended sales process or, or something else here? That's what it, that's well, that's what I meant I, by I, putting I, it in different places. I put it in different places. I put it uh, certainly there would be one at the end. We would all get together and go, "Hey, here's the thing I've been building up to for this 30 days that we've been in this group and you've taken this challenge." And sure. and then I, t you know, of course I'm going to use it there. But I was right. wondering about the the role that webinars could do, or I could use that to um, one for recruiting to get people into the group, but to kind of screen them so they go through a process. Uh, that that tells them whether or not they really belong in the group, and then they sure. apply, you know, to get into the group, and then maybe somewhere during that 30-day process, how I might use webinars to be very effective, all in the effort to build up to the end of that 30 days that I'm going to, you know, release the hounds and say, here's my here's the $5,000 program, if you know you want to to do it after what you've seen in this 30 days. So I sure. need highly engaged so people in that 30 days. One, okay, wonderful. So um, there's a platform right there uh, right now. It's not um, – it's probably the most accessible of all the ones that are out there, so I'll use that as an example. It's the one by um, – I'm, I'm sure you know, both of you, if not have met him, you know who he is, Andy Jenkins, um, EverWebinar. Mm -hmm. Or basically uh, any, really any Evergreen webinar platform has the ability to track how much of the content the viewers consume. That's what they have as part of their capability. So in a live webinar, uh, you have to manually track that. Go to webinar tracks, you know, how long everybody's had, but you have to come back and then watch that. There's no mm -hmm. capability to basically, like, it, the, the software can't really do anything of that information. There has to be some manual step after the fact, say, oh, you know, like, I work with a lot of clients that have phone follow-up processes, so they say, oh, this person watched to the end. Um, but they didn't follow through. Let's do an outbound step to them, right? So that you can't do that here because that's too labor intensive. However, mm -hmm. whatever webinar, with an evergreen form, which is what you've already, you know, alluded to, they all have capabilities that said how much of this content that this person consumed. So 
part of your criteria could be, look, I have seven pieces of content here, right? And if you guys don't at least have a 70% engagement rate or gals, you're not going to know what the next step is. So how would that look like? Well, you basically tell them, you know, over on one time, over a period of time, where these seven pieces of content, I'm just using seven because it's a round number. For some reason, it's stuck in my head, but you could be three, it could be five, mm-hmm. whatever. But let's just say seven pieces of content. Each of them may be 15 minutes long. So aggregated around, you know, 90 minutes, right? Roughly 90 minutes, but broken over seven. So, so you could track it. So it's almost like Easter egg hunt, meaning that you got to watch at least, you got to be at least 70% engaged. So each of those, when I, let's just say that, you know, day one, right? The system sends out an email that said, hey, Alex, you got to watch this video, okay? You could track whether they watch that video or not. And then you, as the owner of that group, can say, well, <laughs> this person didn't have to, you know, this person didn't like bother watching 50% of the welcome video. That's probably mm. a good red flag that they're not engaged. Because if anything, you know, they would be more engaged on the front end, right? People tend to taper off. But if somebody's not yeah. engaged at least 50% at the beginning, why are we even sending them, you know, video two? Let's not even like, let's take them out of the sequence, right? Whereas if you say, look, they watch one, two, and three, right? But they skip four and five, but they didn't watch video six and video seven. That's five out of seven. What is that? I don't know. Uh, roughly 70%? They mm-hmm. pass the criteria. That's pretty good. Right. They pass the criteria. Then let's send them the, that, that last email that, that welcomes them to that webinar where we're actually going to give them opportunity to apply. So my point is that you could actually have it so that based upon their behavior, they're going to get the follow-up emails or not. Because every webinar gives you that capability. If they don't at least watch this video, then they don't get the follow-up email or not. You see? I wonder so how many I, people know that that technology is uh, available. Are people pretty surprised when they hear you Talk about the ability to get that granular in your tracking. Well, the, the, all the all the evergreen webinar, all the evergreen webinar platforms have the ability to track whether people watch the webinar or not. Because the follow-up process then depends upon, like, well, should I basically, um, should I, you know, it 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 lets you segment based upon behavior. You know, I guess to keep it mm-hmm. as very succinct as possible. But what you're doing is you're chaining them together. Right, like most people just want to know, like, yeah. well, I have a webinar. Did you watch that webinar or not? If you didn't watch to the end of that webinar, that may mean that you just don't like sitting there. So I'll just send a, as you mentioned earlier, instead of, instead of making you send you a replay that you're not going to watch anyway, why not send you a, a text summary of the webinar? Because you may be a reader. And you're like, oh, my God, this is yeah. awesome. I get to see this, but I don't have to sit here for 75 minutes. This is great. This is what we talked about earlier about the modality, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so all the like so that's that. one of the things that we, right. That's one of the things that we do. If we're if we're sitting there, they attend the live webinar and they drop off while they're seeing the thing, and then we give them a replay and they're not watching enough of the replay. It's like, well, you can keep on reminding the replay. They're like, look, basically, I just don't enjoy, I don't have the time or the inclination to sit there for seventy five minutes. I, you know, you can sit there and pound it to death, but you're not going to get anywhere. Or you can accept. Well, the isn't that weird? I mean, like back. Back in the day, our own we were so bi- binary in marketing when the, all of this stuff first comes out. We're so simplistic. Because I remember for years it was just make sure you send out the replay link. And it never even dawned on me for at least a year that maybe somebody doesn't even care if you send them the replay link. Maybe they're <laughs> never, ever going to watch the damn thing, and you've got to give them something else. 
It's crazy right. how we get like we live in when something new comes out, we live in a very simple little bubble. And it's crazy sometimes how long we stay in that bubble before we go, wait a minute, what about sending them something like a transcript? Maybe they just want to read. <laughs> yeah, how right. well, you know, we are, are willing to give up on those hard-earned prospects when they don't take one of our actions and we don't have anything else to send them. Right. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, right? Like when I remember uh, I, you know, I wasn't around, but you know, I, um, I, I, I studied you know, like different media as they arise. But like when TV first came out, Basically, how they use TVs, they were trying to use like radio. They would have a, a person sit behind a desk and just talk. Mm-hmm. It never dawned on them they could actually move. Because on radio, you're moving, nobody can hear you because you're away from the microphone, right? So on TV, a lot of the first several years of TV, people would just sit there and use it as like a, a, a visual version of radio. And then somebody got yeah. a bright idea that, well, maybe we can get up and move around. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's exactly put a big map on the about. wall and point to it all the exactly, way. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then maybe we could play music. You know, and then actually have people dance on on it. You know, which is what MTV did. So yeah. So um, but back to your point, like you know, so uh, the idea, you know, um, your your question about like using webinars, that's how I would do it. I would basically have a series of I wouldn't call it hurdles, but many commitments that they have to go follow through, right? And an easy way to do that would yeah. be having short webinars that they have to watch to at least a certain level of consumption. Because you, what you don't want to do is have that last webinar, and then you're sitting here, like you're assuming they've already consumed a lot, you know, at least some basic material. And then somebody says, yeah. uh, what is that key topic you're talking about? You're like, well, why is this person even in this room? You see? Right, right. So by setting up a series of pre-commitments, and the best way to do that would be just get into consume it. And um, as far as I know right now, there is no technology that measures how much textual how much of a textual document you consume, but there's a lot of technology that exists that measures how much video content you've consumed. Wistia is another thing yeah. that allows you to do that, although that is pretty pricey. Every webinar gives you that same capability for a lot cheaper. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for the consulting. So, guys, if you're, <laughs> you know, you're wondering how that might apply, the reason I wanted to ask that is it's, it seems to me it's, it's very applicable to a lot of situations mainly is being frugal with the amount of time, effort, money you spend getting leads and going after the right people. You spend so much of your treasure and time and money uh, getting people nowadays, and it's not so easy to drive tens of thousands of people. In fact, for most of us, it's impossible anymore to do that, nor is it a necessary thing for most of us. Like, Alex, in your in your bio, you said you've uh, – you know, everybody comes on and says, I'm a New York Times bestseller. You're proud of the fact that you sold less than 5,000 books because those 5,000 books uh, got you millions and millions of dollars in business because you obviously worked so hard on targeting and talking to the exact audience that you want the, wanted to get those books in front of and all of the other doors and opportunities those opened up for you. So that's why I brought the whole question up. It was like, what can we do to be hyper-efficient uh, you know, and really, and that's what I want to do. That's my goal is I don't want to screw with anybody that doesn't want to be there or anybody who's unqualified who doesn't yet know they don't want to be there. I want to know before they know that they don't want to be there and that I don't want them there as much as possible to clear the way because I've been in, we've all been in situations where the engagement is like 100%. Like everybody is just there. There's no lurkers. And it's such a rich environment that at the end, my five selling, selling less than 5,000 books is to have that level of engagement. So 
I can generate a huge number, a huge percentage of $5,000 clients. So that and yeah, there's no waste. I'm really obsessed with waste right now, and I just don't like it. And I, <laughs> that's why I asked that question in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's really, that's a really great observation. The days of the Internet, I mean, we're still in the early days of it, right? Because, I mean, I think somebody pointed out that the Internet, well, like a person, it's barely, a, you know, a, a teenager. It's going through a kind of rebellious mm-hmm. period. I think it's like 17, 18 years, you know. So it's still a yeah. teenager growing up. So, but having said that, it's definitely now the case that you have to be a lot more efficient. Uh, and your point is right, exactly right. You know, there are many markets where your entire universe is only a couple thousand people. Again, I, I go back to my B&B days. That I was working with a technology that's so obscure that literally there was only 4,000 buyers of that technology worldwide. Wow. So that's if you botch up like a – I know if you botch up like a if you botch up like an appointment, you're like, man, this is gonna be a long, it's gonna be a long spell before we get the next appointment because there's only four thousand of these buyers around the world. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so you know, and and so you're right. So the the key is really to be and and it's it's an opportunity cost too because if you're meeting someone that's not qualified, or even presented to them, then that's something you could be doing you know somewhere else or doing something else that could be growing your business. That's why a lot of yeah. folks that, you know, um, fall into that trap. It's, it's online. It's easy. But, yeah, just because it's easy doesn't mean you should be doing it because it could be easy for the wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to play a little bit here. So let's have a little bit of sugar to help the medicine go down. Let's do something fun okay. And, okay. and play with the idea uh, that you say that you could be up and running uh, in 24 hours, and I know sure. that sounds cool and everything. I want to have some sugar, but I want it to be like not too refined sugar. I want it to be huh? a little bit healthy sugar, and and sure. say, well, there are a lot of things that go with that 24 hours that might go outside of that 24 hours, like all the copy sure. that might be needed and all of the demographic research and how you're going to drive the traffic. But in a shorter period of time. When you have an idea, let's say you're a, a coach or a consultant, just to keep it simple, but this of course could go with any of the ideas that you've already mentioned today, but let's keep mm-hmm. it simple. Coach or consultant, you have a program that you want to sell, and you're mm-hmm. very inspired by what you've heard today so far on this show from Alex. Take us through that process. I already have a coaching program. I don't have to design that. I've got all of that kind right. of stuff. I was going to say, we, we didn't have that. If we, did, if we didn't have that, it would definitely be a longer than 24 hours. <laughs> right, right, right. So just the, the, what's the, so I get to work today, and by this time tomorrow, I'm promoting something, and I have a coaching sure. program. What, what would you tell people they need to do? Sure. Okay. So I'll, I'll give the, the, the bare-bones version, and I'll give the more – you know, I'll, I'll give the Sunday version. Um, I'll, I'll give the ice cream Sunday. You know, and then I'll give you the banana split version. Yeah. The, you know, the Sunday being the the more bare bones. You know, still good using the sugar analogy, although that's not healthy sugar. Yeah. But hopefully, we'll, we're all there. Okay. <laughs> so, the bare bone version would be using go to webinar. Now, again, there's all these talks, all you know, whatever. But I'm telling you, I've used go to webinar for many, many years, and there's a reason why it's still around. And there's a reason, you know, why it's still a division of a multi-billion-dollar company. It, as far as I know, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So let's just kind of establish a ground rule. Go to webinar. It's a live webinar. Now, when you press for time, a live webinar is better than doing evergreen because there's certain, there's more, you know, technology things you got to be familiar with doing evergreen webinar automation on that. That's later. So let's just say you got to get mm-hmm. up and running, you know, as quickly as possible. 
open up a free, if you don't already have an account, open up a free GoToWebinar account. And for the sake of this conversation, I assume you at least have a traffic source of some form. You know, at least a modern mm-hmm. house list. It will get paid advertising. Yeah, let's not complicate it right. too badly, right. but yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say you have a modest house list, you know. So open up, uh, go to webinar account. You don't already have it. It's going to give you the ability to create a webinar. The biggest, the thing you got to figure out then is the hook, all right? And what I like is how to do something, meaning how to do some great outcome that they want, right? And, but right. without something that they don't want or a variation as even if, okay? So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you one that I, I'm, I'm – I'll give you one right now that I'm doing literally for a client tomorrow. Um, um, so this particular client is a specialist in helping his clients, usually salespeople and, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, get appointments with very hard-to-reach decision makers in corporate America. So how do we structure this? That how to get – a meeting, okay, how to get a, well, actually, let me just pull it up right here so that way I'm not just making this up. Uh, I believe it's like, um, I wrote it, I can't remember it because I'm so engrossed in this, uh, in this conversation. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> All right, so, uh, okay, so we have, oh, we're almost 1,000 registrants. Okay, so how to get meetings with C-level executives, business celebrities, and investors. But see, but see that's only half the battle, right? Because I say, well, yeah, you're going to cold call or make me do something stupid. I hate. No, no, no. It's how to get meetings with C-level executives, business celebrities, and investors without cold calling or social media. So now they're left wondering. They say, okay. Nice. In, in, that, in that world, cold calling is like, well, that's 80% of what we do. So he's not that. I just assume he's talking about social media, but he just says it's not that. So what the hell? This is a black box here, right? So it creates this yeah. thing that we all know, which is curiosity. They're just not dying to figure out what the heck is this thing. Right, so that's the, that's a proven template right there. A, a less yeah. popular but almost as effective if that that format doesn't work again. How to get some positive outcome without something that they hate doing? Right, Formula One for headline. Formula Two is how to get positive outcome even if something they're trying to pass. So it's so all how to you know very generic. How even if you don't have an ad budget, even if you don't have exactly, a, a horse. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. Or in this case, it could be how to get C-level executive meetings, I'm sorry, how to get meetings C-level executive business celebrities and investors, even if you live in, you know, uh, Siberia, right? Because they may assume that, well, I can do that if I go to a local networking event, but good God, I live in Siberia. There's no networking event in Siberia, right? So that's another variation of that. We tested the two, and this one is stronger. But, you know, those are two permutations of that same headline. Uh, works almost every, you know, works pretty much, you know, it's a tried and true one. So then you basically... This is going to help with our 24-hour clock because that's the formula. All they have to do is fill in the blank. And a lot of people could have spent 24 hours just coming up with the hook. Yeah, yeah. The key is, like, sit down and, and figure out, like, you know, five to seven things that they want and then roughly five to seven things they don't want. And then just, you know, kind of mix and match, right? How to do this with this and then, you know, and then just that, you know, through that process, You'll get there, uh, and you know you try to save yourself, you know, a crap load of money going hire a copywriter, you know, to come up with that. Then, in the body of the go to webinar, if you haven't used go to webinar, basically it asks you to give you a headline and it gives you it gives you about a thousand characters to describe the, um, you know, the, the the webinar. So I would say something like, you know, join <clears throat> join us for this one time. Use that only if that's the case, or this special, right? Or I like to use the word hands on. Because then, you know, you're basically it's not just a pitch. It's actually you're going to be delivering good content, hands-on training where you'll discover. Very key word. Do not use the word learn. 
if you put the word learn, it's like putting garlic on a vampire. That thing is dead. Okay? <laughs> I mean, people, they, when they hear the word learn, they're just going to run. Just as kids, you know, as adults, we just have an aversion to learning. People prefer discovering. Or if you want to write in first person, say, well, I'll share. Because then it's, it, it's, you know, it's collaboration, right? So I'll share or you'll discover. Those are two very powerful sentence structures right there for the copy. And then just bulletize it, okay? It could be how, you know, the classic report, right? How to do something, what you need to do to get some outcome, why you must do this, where you can find some resource. And so those, those bullets, would, that kind of structure will help you write three to five bullets for that, right? Schedule the time. Mm-hmm. Give yourself roughly about a week out. If you do it more than a week out in today's market, it's very difficult to get people to pay attention. Unless you have an extraordinary relationship with your list, I don't recommend it schedule anything more than a week out because they're going to get bombarded with stuff like crazy. Then what right. happens is, then you know, go to webinar is going to give you a link. Then what you could do is you could then use that link, you know, as your email copy, and then just write, you know, a series of like three to five emails to your house list promote that. I would recommend let's just say that let's just today is what Thursday. Uh, let's say you schedule the, the the best time for most markets to do a webinar is usually Wednesday or Thursday. Avoid Monday like the plague. <laughs> Unless, yeah. I haven't been to many markets where Monday works. Uh, but in most markets, you're selling coaches, coaches and consultants, which is the target market here. Wednesday and Thursday nights are good. The evening, I'd say it's ideally probably 6 p.m. I'm trying to think here. No, five, probably 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Because if it runs for an hour, hour and a half, the people on the East Coast, you know, it's still uh, early enough where they can still go, you know, not stay up to midnight. And it's late enough where people on the West Coast can still get off work. And we know that basically the majority of the U.S., you know, lands on the East Coast or West Coast just because that's, you know, population distribution. Um, if you have European clients, you may have to adjust that because, um, you know. Um, but amazingly, yeah. the people in Europe just kind of accepted the fact that, you know, that a it's lot always of been that way for them, right? Right. Right. It's unfortunate, it. but yeah, right. So, so that's, that's how I would get that. The email copy, make it short and punchy. And really, once you get the bulleted down, the bullets down in your body of your webinar, a lot of that you can use in your email copy. Right. You see? And really, there's a couple of things you can do to embraceably get people to respond or basically get people to, uh, <clears throat> to, get, uh, people to attend a higher attendance. So one, you could say that you're going to have live Q&A. Right, and this is where some people, if you basically tell them, say, "Hey, look, I have a, um, you know, um, we're gonna have live Q and A, which is why you want to attend live." It's not you're not saying that you won't do a replay, but you're not necessarily guaranteeing there'll be a replay. And some people, that's a big reason why they attend it, so they can actually do live Q and A. Would like, for example, my client, the one we're doing tomorrow. It's actually a big reason why we are, you know, why we're encouraging them to, you know, to attend because he doesn't do a webinar that often. He does it like maybe four or five times a year. So for them to interact yeah, with it's a rare, you know, it's a rare opportunity. Let's pause right there. I don't want to lose this thought. But you said you just noticed because you were looking in there to see your to see your headline. You noticed that you had a thousand registrants. Given mm-hmm. so far what you've told us that is your mo for putting these things together, I know people are mm-hmm. going to want to know how many people out of that thousand do you expect to show up live? He has a and he has an uh, unusually high attendance rate. Uh, the goal here is to get probably between four fifty to five hundred, and we're of this, but we're not done promoting. We're probably wow. over like around 1,100. That's really yeah. – I've he, heard 30% he is really good. That's right. he, really he, good. He has, he, he has an unusually high relationship with his list because he's, he's also a journalist. He literally writes every day. Yeah. So he's a business consultant, but he's also a journalist. And so, therefore, 
his audience like has really gotten to know him over the years. I, I don't want to use that as an example. That's my that's why I preface that. That's abnormally high. Right. The that is, you're talking these about, results are absolutely is, not typical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Results are not typical. Do not expect this. Yeah. For planning purposes, figure on twenty to thirty percent. Okay, so that's still the number, twenty to thirty. Yeah, yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard that. I've heard thirty percent before. We've always tried to get to thirty, and and it's actually kind of odd when you're really doing these things on a regular basis, and your audience is primed and understands that and likes that, and you've gotten mm-hmm. rid of all the other, you know, so-called tire kickers or whatever. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like clockwork that thirty percent. It's like look at that, mm-hmm. and, and I'll I'll look at the attendance about ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes into it, and I'll just do my calculation. Oh, damn, there it is again, really close <laughs> to thirty percent, maybe a little over. It's crazy. It's like who told the hundred percent that only thirty of them had to show up, and which ones decided <laughs> that it was going to be? Because it's so on the nose. It's sometimes it's right. crazy. Right. Right. You, okay. You well, that was a station identification break, but yeah, you 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 ended up at. Uh, higher attendance and you were going through live Q&A, make, making sure you say it's live Q&A. Do you have any more uh, bullets for making sure as many people show up as possible? Um, let's see. Q&A, um, this one's a little bit gimmicky, but it works in certain market. It's extremely competitive and money-oriented. I don't, I don't use the word money-oriented because that sounds even more scenario, but like in certain, <clears throat> certain circles, because they're used to going to a lot of live events or a lot of door prizes, I'm thinking specifically of people in the investing niches like real estate mm-hmm. or like, you know, Forex, you know, options, stock tra- day trading, things like that. Those folks, if you basically tell them that, hey, we're going to have a door prize, like, you know, maybe a, I've seen it elaborate. It's like, you know, a, uh, a, um, um, what am I thinking of here? Like an iPad, right? But for mm-hmm. a lot of folks, you know, even like an MP3 player, you know, maybe, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, what are those, uh, not the iPod, but the, the lower touch, the touch, the, is that, what's that called? The iPhone, not the, do you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's a little bit above, yeah, it's a little bit above the iPod. It's like the touch or something like that. Anyway, it's about 150. Oh yeah, right. In certain uh-huh. industries where they're used to a lot of door prizes, because a lot of guys that go to like, I use the word guys, but a lot of people who go to real estate events or are used to going to a lot, like they do a lot of door prizes and send a bunch of people to show up because it's just so competitive. Yeah. So that's that's another way to Plus, do it. Plus, if you, get, you can expensive. load that sucker up with something, you know, exactly. load it up with something exactly. that that only they would care about. And some people might say, right. well, now if they're incentivized, you're going to get a lot more attendance, but a lot of them are only going to be there for the prize. And I would say you need to make the prize something that only somebody who would be highly likely to take you up or mm-hmm. be interested in your offer at the end of the webinar would like and make it so that it, right. it's repulsive to anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, so that's that's another way to do it. And then, the, um, let's see, and then the another way I do it, this is a little bit, more difficult to pull off, but but it works really well. If you tell them right up front that there'll be a replay, but there'll be certain content that's only shared on the live version. Mm. So now they're like, okay, I can watch the replay, but maybe the best, you know. And the way you would do is, I'm go to webinar. Is a in case you haven't used it, there's a real easy button. Hit the recording, and you just pause it, right? And say, guys, this is why I'm going to pause it for the reward you guys are on. The, you know, keep using the word guys, but for those of you that's attending this webinar. This is what I'm going to reward you. This won't be on the replay, and you hit the pause button, and then you share some really phenomenal stuff. Say, okay, nice. Now we're back to recording. Yeah. And 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 I've seen that people do this too at uh, at very high events, where, for example, people are talking about something that's very very confidential, their financials. They would ask the AV crew, "Is it okay we stop recording right here so I can really, you know, 
showing yeah. the stuff that's only for the people in this room. Plus, if and you then have they'll people freaking through. out. If people are losing their minds when you come back in the mm-hmm. recording, and they're mm-hmm. like, holy crap, this was worth the whole right. thing. And now everybody's right. like, wait a minute, and maybe part of the end of your close would be, hey, I'll give you that thing everybody was going losing their minds over, too. That's really <laughs> good. I, I think that's awesome. It's really, right. so see, those- when you get beyond the tools, it's really fun mm-hmm. to think about how creative you can be with this stuff. And now we've all, everybody listening right now and everybody thinking about this has completely forgotten about the generic thing they thought they knew about webinars. Oh, webinars. And the, the, the knee-jerk roll of the eyes, like, uh, I can't stand, or I love, or people don't do them right, or they're too long, or whatever. Nobody's even thinking that right now, because now we're actually talking about a real-world scenario. We're putting something together, and all of that goes away. So we've broken away all of that junk and all those presuppositions mm-hmm. and everybody's bias, and now we're talking about mm-hmm. a real thing. It's a whole different thing. It's really actually quite exciting because this is something somebody could be making a whole bunch of money on very quickly. Yeah, the, the webinars, like I said, it's, it's – I mean, like, you know, I look back at all the things I've invested over the years, and, you know, again, it's not bubblegum money. It's, you know, it's 100 bucks. you know, depending on where you are financially. Um, it could be a steep investment. It could be just the cost of doing business. But – I look at the GoToWebinar account. I mean, it's one of the best investments I made. I made over all the years I've done. I mean, I lost track how much money I made using from that account for myself and my clients. I, it's, it's, yeah. it's really phenomenal. I mean, the just the you know money aside, just lifestyle, right? I mean, like my client, you know, the one I'm doing this webinar with tomorrow, um, he has a child with special needs. He, can't, he it's very difficult for him to travel. So for him, this is a godsend. The ability to do this, that's why he's a journalist. You know, he lives in a very remote part of the U.S. And he was very happy that now he has a, you know, another skill that he could share and then make an impact on, on, you know, on his audience. And the fact that we could do a webinar, I mean, for him, it's just perfect for his lifestyle. He, you know, he takes a couple hours off, does his webinar, go back to his writing. But then he also be able to take care of his, yeah. his kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the lifestyle is just phenomenal. Right. Well, it's cool to get back to our roots, too, because it's gotten so confusing out there. I imagine some people get, and I have, too. I'm sure you have, too. When you go out there and (laughs) just drink from the fire hose of all the things that people are doing and all the things that are actually working, just not even the hyped-up stuff, not even the scammy stuff or the borderline stuff, just the pure, uncut, real, true opportunity if you just go out there with no filter whatsoever as to what kind of person you are, what kind of business you have, what kind of demographic, what market you're in, any of that, man, you can just start to glaze over. In two seconds, you're already over full of, uh, it's like a deer in the headlights thing. But like when people get like that with you, you've got to calm people down, right? They come off the street, so to speak, and they say, mm-hmm. I heard about you. You're the webinar guy. You can uh, you can do all this stuff. You can get me to six figures extra this year on on my um, on my bottom line, uh, and then they have to probably start to detox on you like they do with us. And I have tried <laughs> this, and then this huge bullet list comes after that. And you're sitting there. Thirty minutes later, they're finally done and out of breath, telling you their whole life story of all the things that they've tried, and you're just sitting there <laughs> waiting for them to stop so you can go. Okay, you want to focus now? Because I'll show you how to do this. I mean, how many times right. do you have to do that per customer who comes or client that comes through your door? We we call it the you know we call it the you know the uh, unfortunately you know what you said it's uh, it's it's there's you know definitely a, a, a uh, it's there's a pretty um, it's there's a pretty big truth to it right like 
there's a, I, I can't remember who actually phrased the term, but there's this thing called a marketing blender, right? You feel like you're getting mm. tossed around this, you know, this blender, right? And I tell people, say, oh, that's not the worst news. If you go off the marketing blender and you get put to the meat grinder, right? Because then you get, you know, thrown around some more. Because really, there's only <laughs> two, really, what I tell people is like maybe three at most five things, three is even better, you want to focus on, right? Like if you're going to do a webinar, what are the one or two ways that's compatible with your audience and for you? Because that could be two other dozen ways that's irrelevant to you. And that's kind of where, you know, um, what I tell people is like by the time they, we work together, I'm not interested in giving you more information. You're already drowning information. What you need is insight. What you need is clarity. What you need is, like you said, decluttering, right? Let's stop trying to do mm-hmm. you know, 10 things. Let's do one thing and getting. And for a lot of my clients, they say, I want to do this other stuff. I'm like, no, I won't let you. <laughs> it's like, because that's, not, that's why you came in in the first place. Right? We go down that path. I'm just perpetuating this massive overwhelm that, you, you know, that you've been on. And they feel like they have. It's, yeah. it's almost perverse. They feel like now they've been in it for so long that a lot of folks feel like that's actually part of, that's actually like, that should be part of their daily, um, you know, activities is being in this overwhelmed state all yeah. the time. And it's not very healthy. Stockholm syndrome. We're starting exactly. to fall in love with our captors. Exactly. It's very physically exhausting and mentally too. And unfortunately, financially it's exhausting too because, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't, you can't figure out what to put your muscle behind and, you know, basically your efforts behind to actually get traction. So. Now, yeah. you have come packing with some uh, examples and I want people to understand the kinds of, uh, the range of things that can be expected from, from, you know, having a very, very good, solid webinar campaign. And by very, very good and solid, I don't mean something that people have spent five months putting together. This is really very much like Gina likes to talk about, uh, plan it, sell it, then create it in a lot of senses, yep. right? Like yep. you're not doing a whole lot of up front. A lot of the creation process happens right there on that webinar. And you came with right. some examples of a, of a range of things that people have done in your experience or webinars that you've put on. Give people some idea of um, what webinars are, are worth in certain industries. Sure. So, uh, again, my, my bias, I'll, I'll use that, you know, I'll preface that, is, is that I prefer working uh, with bigger ticket programs because, again, as, as Jack said, uh, there's a certain amount of effort and, you know, uh, money it takes to get somebody to be on a webinar. And so, therefore, that being the case, if you have the, the skills and the background to do it, I tend to point and, you know, nudge my clients toward doing selling bigger ticket programs, usually at least $1,000 or higher. So, so some of these numbers are, keep in mind, these sales are like usually where the average sales is at least, in these three examples I'm giving you, the average sales is $2,000 or higher per sale. In one case, it's $5,000, okay? So I, ha- I have a client do a program that was uh, selling basically, li- uh, you know, seats to a live event. And uh, it was, um, they were on track to do about 95000 And unfortunately, that was just basically financially would be devastating because the, the cost of putting on those events was more than that. So I basically stepped in, you know, basically with, the, uh, with uh, midstream and helped them basically boost that from $95,000 to $300,000 for that single webinar campaign. And here's the, here, mm. this is a little bit advanced. I wonder what to say next. So, um, three hundred. Did you, you just say have, three? You went kind of fast there. Was that three hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. So we went from ninety-five thousand on track to do ninety-five. And we bumped up to three hundred thousand. Nice. That's pretty right. good. <laughs> now, right. So so now this next one is a little bit. This next one I'm not sure. It's more intermediate and advanced. But if you get this, this alone can make 
massive. I can't emphasize that enough. This has really been worth, I mean, just very large sums of money. For this client alone, just one thing is added to him grant to their business, is you have to start thinking that the webinar buyer, that's the initial sale. What do I mean by that? For this client, they thought that the live event was the sale. I said, that's the mm. initial sale. And so what we did is those people, that were, they, they delivered such an amazing live event experience. We came back and then took those 200-some buyers, and then from those 200 buyers alone, added another $330,000. That's a little bit more advanced wow. for some folks that maybe not, you know, it may, you may not get it immediately. My point is that whatever you're selling on the webinar, think of it as being the first step in a long-term relationship, business relationship. So in their case, that yeah. $2,000 buyer, I showed them how to take those 2,000 buyers and become, and then showed them how to – and then – offer a $6,000 $50,000 program. So we took something that was on track to $95,000. We basically, actually now they've crossed a seven fifty mark already. And a lot of that is because of what happened after the sale on the webinar. That's the thing I can't emphasize enough. Everybody focuses on what happened before the webinar. My, I do that, but my, what I really excel at is happening what's on the webinar and after the webinar because that's really where the leverage is. Okay, so that's, that's, right. that's example one. <clears throat> example two in a uh, in another market, I think this sale was at fifteen hundred dollars. Did one hundred eighty five thousand. They had a pretty good house list, but before we came along, they they thought they could do fifty sixty thousand at most. We did one hundred eighty five thousand with them for them. This last client was more, uh, very recent, and this is the one we're talking about earlier about different niches. This one is like uh, mm-hmm. this this husband and wife team. They uh, they help salon owners grow their business, and uh, came to me and really didn't know, you know, prior to this, they said, well, we want to do a product around $300, $500. And when I got into their pro- background, I was like, my God, you, you two used to run a very large, you know, anyway, they have very, very high-end skills. And so I helped them put together 5000 And to your point about, like, basically being very, you know, being not getting caught up in, like, basically spending months and weeks, you know, creating a product, I helped them craft a webinar, made an offer of $5,000 in front of, I think, 40 people, They've already gotten three sales at $5,000 each, and they have a fourth one in the queue. And no product creation. And in their case, it's because they're really good at what they do. And so they just so like, we're going to spend six months helping you grow your salon business. There's very little content created. Yeah. It's basically interaction. Right. Um, so those wow. are some examples. Again, the first one was a, a you know, basically selling a live event at $2,000 an attendee. Um, the second one is basically selling a uh, – a, a self-paced training program, usually known as home study course in investing niche. The third one was for a client that basically teaches me. Uh, in his case, he, he has a background in helping salon businesses grow because he, he actually ran a seven-figure salon business himself. Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I, I wish that hours didn't go by so fast these days. I, I've noticed that hours go by in like 45 minutes nowadays. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else has noticed time has shifted like that. But, exactly. um, but we'll have to have you back because it's been way too long since we've talked to, to begin with. And I am sure. I am not satiated yet. I have a lot more questions for you. I'm sure a lot of our (laughs) listeners really want to know more. So where can everybody go to find out more about you and get in your sphere of influence and learn from you? Sure. So um, I basically have – I can – I'll send people here. I have a – I created a web page where you can download what I call a checklist to what I call a a six-figure webinar business, meaning that you could add – six figures or more to your business using webinars. So I'll, I'll read out the URL here. It's at okay. expert 
Mm-hmm. It's at expert <clears throat> riches. So that's E X P E R T expert riches with an E S R I C H E S expert riches.com slash 100 K all in lowercase. So again, expert riches.com slash 100 K. And there you'll get a one pager. It talks about like the seven elements that you need to have a, you know, to basically use a webinar to add at least six figures or more to your business. I get into like things like, you know, before the webinar, after the webinar, uh, you know, audience selection and, you know, the, how much your price, how much your price have to be and all of that. And if you even do well, half so of that, a lot more, a lot more detail than you were able to go into today on a call, which would be a great continuation of, of yep. this uh, talk we've had today. Awesome. Right. And then in there, awesome. there's well, a thank you so much. Hmm? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! In, in that checklist, there's a link to basically. Then you know, if you wanted to basically then dialogue with me, there's a link to do that as well in that in that um, in that checklist. Awesome. All right. Well, Gina, back to you, Alex. Thanks so much for making the time to be on Leverage Masters today. Wonderful. Thanks a lot, Jack. Alex, we've got a set of time up to talk. In addition to having you back on the show, because we haven't told you about Divizio, the new affiliate network Jack and I are working on, and man, it is exploding in a good way, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I'll make sure we set that up. We will oh, be yeah. back. Yeah, you're gonna like that. Time, same. Yep. We will be back same time, same place next week, everyone. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.